welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Our title of this message, Our Team Wins. Our Team Wins. I'm a mad Broncos fan, so I'm, I'm, I've got a busy night, all right? Love to stay and chat, but I've got to go. Um, but have you ever, like, been somewhere and the game's on and you can't watch it live and someone hints to give you the score or they go, or they, they like, go, oh, have you seen the score? And you're trying to read through the lines because you don't know whether you're trying to interpret whether it's a good thing or a bad thing for your team and it's like, it's so hectic. Have you ever had when someone tells you the score before you want to know it and you're supposed to be going home to watch it on a replay on KO, anyone? And it's like... Get behind me, Satan. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> now I know how Jesus felt. No, I'm just joking. Someone telling you to score, it ruins the game. It makes me feel like my armchair cheering doesn't make a difference. But for some reason, when I don't know the outcome, it feels like when I'm cheering on a game, even if it's delayed, from my lounge chair, somehow my cheering helps. Do you know what I'm talking about? In my house, it gets a bit crazy, doesn't it? Where's Jethro? You've got some good moves when the Broncos score, don't you? You want to show us any of them? No, he doesn't. He learned them from Grandpa. It's the one where you rip your shirt off and wave it around in the air. But I feel like from a Christianity point of view, our team wins. And I feel like although when I know the outcome of the Broncos game, although it might not make it as exciting to watch... It, it invokes this confidence in me that, hey, I know what the end looks like, so I don't need to worry now. Okay, they can score, they can score, but I know we're going to win in the end. Okay, I can have, you know, I can go through bad patches in the game, but I know how the story ends. I wonder if you would open your Bible with me tonight to the book of, any ideas? Who's the prophets in the, no, I'm joking. The book of Revelation. You never would have guessed that one, did you? It's a setup. Oh, did you, Pastor Ann? There you go, the prophetic voice of Pastor Ann. You've heard it first here. Open Bible to Revelation. Now, have I preached from, the Revela- from Revelation? Yes, sometimes, but not very often. What is the book of Revelation? It's called the Revelation of Jesus. Did you know that? Revelation of the Christ. It's not a revelation of a secret code that we need to decipher so we can decide the hour and the minute and the second that everything will unfold. That's not why it's written. The book of Revelation is written to let us know that our team, that the Lamb has overcome. That's the point of Revelation. It's a symbolic vision of every generation of the church that reveals a heavenly perspective on history in light of the final outcome. Does that make sense? Spoiler alert. All kingdoms, all earthly kingdoms fall. Spoiler alert. Jesus will return to remove evil from this world. Spoiler alert. There's the final outcome is a new heaven and a new earth. Spoiler alert. It's the marriage of the bride, us, the church, the followers of Christ, and the lamb that was slain. And we rule and reign together. Spoiler alert, the end of our story is good 
despite what it feels like now in the midst of this game called life. Can I get an amen? amen. So let's open it to Revelation 21 verse 1. It says this, Now I, say, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. This is John writing. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice, everyone say a loud voice, from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them, and he will be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Pretty cool passage, don't you think? There's so much that I want to unpack in here, and uh, like I said, we've got all the time, so strap in. I like at the end there how it says, I will give of the fountain of water of life. You see, this water of life is a theme that's been coming through our church recently. I believe this is the same water that's talked about in Ezekiel 47, you know, the river that we talked about, that this presence, that this, substance, that this substance of God, wherever this water went, it brought life. Ezekiel 47, 9, and it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. There will be a great many multitude of fish because these waters go there. So it, it talks about bringing healing to our land, for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the water goes. What am I saying? Hey, where the Spirit of God is, there is freedom. Let me say it another way. The presence of God brings healing. The presence of God brings rejuvenation. The presence of God brings a quench to the thirst where we can't seem to fill it from the things of this world. Spoiler alert, when the Broncos win tonight, no, that's, if Pastor and prophesies, you know what's going to happen, if she can pick revelations. If the Broncos win tonight, the rest of your life is not going to be perfect. Spoiler alert, we try to fill our lives with things of this world and it doesn't quench the yearning of our soul because it wasn't meant to. We were supposed to need God. We were supposed to live with Him. That was the original plan. Adam and Eve in the garden and this relationship with God, the plan is to get back to that. A new heaven, a new earth, where we rule and reign together, where there's no distance of sin, where there's no own agendas hiding or, or hindering that relationship. John in uh, 4 verse 13 says this, Jesus answered and said to her, oh yeah, this is Jesus when He's talking to the woman uh, the Samaritan woman at the well. Remember, and she's like, he, he asked her for a drink, and she's like, I've got no bucket, the well's very deep, you know. And then he says, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, speaking of the well, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give them will never thirst. But the water that I shall give them will become in them a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. 
So this water that's talked about in the book of Revelations, Jesus says, hey, it's me. I am the water of life and I can pour into you and it'll become a a well in your own life so that not only will you be refreshed, but you will refresh others. Jesus is the living water. When we partake of him, like the prophet Ezekiel said, we live. Our team wins. Cool, Slats. How do I become a part of your team? Well, it's not my team. We become part of the family of God. I like how Paul puts it in his letter to the, uh, the church in Rome. He puts it like this. He says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised uh, him from the dead, you will be saved. Tonight, after this, at the end of the service, every service that we have here at Highway, whether at Ormo or Gilston or online, we give people an opportunity to respond to the love and the grace of God and say, hey, join the team. Hey, receive this free gift of forgiveness for sins, healing of brokenness, and a new start in Him. You see, but I've noticed that when I'm a member of something, it comes with benefits. Would you agree? Who here is like a Virgin Club member? Pastor Byron, I was waiting for that hand, thank you. And don't you dare book a flight with a different airline that's not affiliated. Can I get an amen? Because his benefits don't work with a different carrier, do they? You see, as part of a team and a a member of this Christian faith, we have benefits. I'm a Broncos member. Any other Broncos members here? I see that hand. See those hands over there? No one. Okay, cool. So you stayed home last night to watch that game and now you're out tonight. Is that what's going on? Anyway, Mutter, you're here. Are you here? Where's Mutter? He's gone out of the room. He was here a second ago. You see, members have benefits. I'll talk about Mutter when he's back in the room so I can embarrass him. The first benefit of being a member of the Broncos is, not of the Broncos, (laughs) lol, the member of being a member of God's family. I got Broncos on my mind. Is that I can have this confidence. I can have confidence. Why? Because the lamb who was slain overcomes. The end of the story, our team wins. Have you noticed the lead up to this grand final, how arrogant the Panthers have been? Am I allowed to say that? Man, I feel like... I thought you weren't supposed to mix um, church and politics, but maybe it's like footy and politics. Is that, or footy and church. I don't know. What's going on here? You should have told me. This is the fourth grand final in a row that the Panthers have been in. It feels weird. I'm talking about footy, but I'm like, have my Bible open and a mic. This is weird. I'm feeling weird here. It's an analogy. I'm not here to preach about footy. I'm here to preach about God. This is their fourth grand final in a row. They've done it all before. Like, they've been here before. Something like eight players in their team have played the last three grand finals in a row. So what do they do? They walk around with this almost like strength of this confidence and this maybe arrogance, but in a good way. Because they're confident because they've been here before. They've won the last two years in a row. So they're walking in confidence. What would it look like if we had this kind of confidence? Not in a footy team. That's something that's so fleeting like that. But what if we had this confidence that we knew that the God who lives in us, who saved us, has overcome the world so that we can live in victory? Man, I could walk around in confidence. 
Not because I am great, but because he who lives in me. Insecurity, inferiority, it's broken because our lamb overcame. Anxiety, it's gone because we know the final outcome. Does anyone get anxious watching like sport or a footy game or something like that? I do. I'm like get nervous sweats. I like my heart's racing like I can't sleep for a couple of hours after because just the adrenaline of it. Anyone else like that? Man, I'm like that. It's like I've got so much, I don't know, stressful energy, adrenaline going on because I'm so nervous about the outcome. What if in our life we didn't need to be nervous about the outcome? Will we go through pain? Yes. Will we have hard days? Unfortunately, yes. But we know that we know that, uh, that we know that at the end, God's going to make all things right. He's going to make all things right. This present pain is only for a season. Also in Revelations, in, um, in chapter 5, verse 2, I'd like to read this. It says, Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. Again, a loud voice. Everyone say loud voice. You're going to have to warm up because I expect that when Reese Wall scores in the corner, you're going to be cheering louder than this in a couple of hours, okay? So let's try a loud voice again with a loud voice. Who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? It's like this scroll and no one can open it which is weird because the scroll is like a piece of paper with a wax seal on it, but no one can open it. No one had the authority or the ability to open it. And then it says, and no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll. Church, we are those ones. (laughs) The ones that can't open, that can't access this life because we are not worthy. But who likes this? Dan's got this shirt, but God, don't you, Dan Llewellyn? It reminds me of that. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain. This lamb that had been slain, if you maybe haven't read this or you're not familiar with it, this is a picture of Jesus. It goes back to the Passover in the Old Testament, when the people are about to exit out of Egypt and, and they took a lamb, remember? An unspotted lamb and, and they would sacrifice it and they would paint it over their doorway as though that they would be protected by the blood of the lamb, the lamb that was slain. This is it. This is Jesus. And when Jesus died on the cross, we are healed, we are forgiven, we are set free because of the blood of the sacrificial lamb. Innocent. The charges couldn't stick to Jesus, yet he took our place so that we could live in freedom. What I'm saying, I'm saying is this. When John was about to baptize Jesus, this is what he yelled at. He said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. John the Baptist could see it. He's like, hey, that's him. That's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Number two, I think some of the member benefits is that we get early access. Mate's back in the room. Thank you for joining us, Mate. Now I can go on with my story. Muddy wanted to take one of his girls to the footy. Was it last week, mate? And he's like, I'm waiting because tickets don't go on sale till 2 o'clock this afternoon or something. And I was talking to him because he was dropping some kids off to Holiday Adventures. Shout out to Holiday Adventures. It's a great program that our highway kids run. I'm getting paid for this infomercial. 
If you've subscribed to YouTube Premium, you don't need to listen to this. Oh, that's a joke. And he's like, but I don't know if I'll be able to get ticket slats because not until 2 o'clock, whatever. I'm like, oh, mate, I think I got an email. And I think because I'm a Broncos member, we get early access to the release of tickets. So I flicked in the email, didn't you, Mato? You jumped on, went home, got two tickets, easy, done. What am I trying to say? <laughs> Is that when we're members of the family of Christ, we get early access to the benefits. We get early access to the benefits. Psalm 103, I was reading this last night and it blessed me as I was about to go to sleep. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I get to live this way now. I get early access to a new way of living, not one dictated by the highs and lows of the game of life that we're in, but one that's dictated by a Savior who overcame so that we could live as overcomers. I like the song we've been singing. We didn't sing it tonight. I should have got the team to sing it, but we sung it this morning. It's called Lord of My Life. Does anyone know that song? Lord of My Life. It's a beautiful song. The lyrics go like this. Every knee will bow, every tongue confess, but it's my joy to do it now. Every eye will see you in your glory, but I get to seek you now. Every knee will bow, every tongue confess, but it's my joy to do it now. Every eye will see you in your glory, but I get to seek you now. And there will be a day, tears will come no more, will be no more. The angels and the saints will worship and adore. There's this access that we get. We get early access in the kingdom of God to a new way of living. Jesus went around with this message. He said, repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. It was a change of lifestyle now, not just then, can I encourage you, I am fully convinced that the best way to live is with Christ now, so that we can live with Christ then. It's not a, I'll live how I want now, then on my deathbed, I believe for a time that I can pray a prayer and I'm in. I actually believe it's the best way to live now, that I get early access to this freedom, that I get early access to forgiveness, that I get early access to this God wanting to make me whole from the inside out. Life is better with Christ now. The third thing that we get as members is that we get reserved seats. Anyone got on the footy with reserved seats? How much better is it when you know where you're going? So yeah, we're in the same spot, we go through this gate. Because the amount of times that I've gone to different footy games that I haven't been a member or didn't know where I was sitting, it's like I go to try to get in the wrong gate at the stadium. I follow Gene who says he knows where he's going, but he doesn't. Can I get an Amen. It's like, oh, they've changed all this since the last time I was here. It's like, it's the Gabba, mate. It has not changed. <laughs> just admit you're wrong. No, I'm just joking. He's not here, so I can pay him out. You get reserved seats. What would it feel like if we knew that our place in heaven was reserved? John 14, 1 to 3 says this, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. If my father's house, in my father's house are many mansions or rooms, another translation says, if it were not so, I would have told you. I will go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, 
there you may also be. And where I go, you know, and the way, you know. What's Jesus saying? He's using Old Testament um, marriage language. You know how this used to work? Does anyone know how this used to work? Anyone is a mummy's boy in the room? I am. I am, unashamedly. And it would have been good if I was in, um, what do you call it? In the Old Testament marriage system. Kim would be living with my parents. Can I get an amen? No, I didn't get an amen. <laughs> Awkward. Mum and dad are right behind you. But he's using this marriage language, Jesus is here, and he's saying, hey, this is how it works. My father has a house. Um, we'll get engaged. Then I'll go back to the house. I'll build an extension on it. This is how they used to get married. I'll build another room on it so that I will make room for you, and then I will go. I will take my bride, and they'll come and live at my father's house with me. That's, that's the Old Testament marriage way, the marriage proposal. That's how it worked. This is the picture that is with us and God, that, that, that Jesus is gone now. <laughs> And he's preparing a place for us in his father's house that one day we will live in full harmony, full oneness with God. We have reserved seats. Can I get an amen? amen? This isn't the end. This isn't it. This present darkness will pass and there will be a time and a place where we are one with the lamb that was slain. Number four, the thing I like about being a member is that we get to take part. We get to take part. I am fully convinced that my cheering does something when I watch the footy. Anyone else? Now that I think about it, it's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> but I'm so convinced, it's like, my cheering makes a difference. I remember as a kid, Dad used to get all us kids out, quick, I need your kids. The Broncos are struggling, or like, Queensland's struggling, I need your kids. And we'd all get out of bed, like, you know, like, being pumped because it was late and we are already in bed or something. And as kids, you'd be like, yeah. Oh, Dad said the Broncos need us. Okay, so we're in the TV and we're like <laughs> cheering the Broncos home so that they'll win or something like this. It's like, you know when you're a kid and you just believe stuff? <laughs> I genuinely believe that my cheering would like make a difference, that if I cheered louder that the Broncos would play better and that they would win and overcome the enemy. <laughs> Is that not like us with God? He doesn't need us, but He wants us. Seriously, if God is all-powerful if He's all-knowing, if He's omnipresent, He has no need of us but relationship. Dad didn't need me to cheer on the Broncos. He wanted to create some fun in the environment and enjoy some time with his kids. That's what He wanted. What if God doesn't need us, but what if He wanted to create an environment where we could have some fun and relationship with His kids? That we get to be a part of this, that we get to be a part of making a difference in our world. The Great Commission, Matthew 28 18 says, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even till the end of the age. We get to take part. Do you know that you're his plan? But it's almost like I was saying, it's not out of obligation because he needed us, but it's out of joy and pleasure and privilege that he wanted us. We get to play a part. We get to take part in this. We get to wear the colors, almost. We get to belong to a new family. We get to share in the victory. 
without the sacrifice. That's why I like being a fan. Who likes being a fan? Sometimes when I'm a fan, I think that I could do a better job than the people in the field. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? It's like, oh, you should have done that. You should have done this. You know, like, or you're abusing the ref or whatever. Like, I don't know. Whatever it is. But we get to share in the victories without the sacrifice. I didn't need to wake up for training this morning. I didn't need to watch what I ate last night because it was a packet of chips on the couch. (laughs) As partners with Christ, we don't need to go to the cross. He's already done that for us. He has won the victory so that we can live in freedom, that we can cheer and we can celebrate because our team wins, that we can come fully confident in church, not because of what I am or what I've done or what I haven't done, but because of the love and the grace of our Saviour Jesus, because of the Lamb that was slain who takes away the sins of the world. So I get to share in the victory without having to sacrifice on a cross. I wear the colours, I belong. I get to take part here and now. Do you know some of the most rewarding moments in my life has been when people in my life has come to know God? Have you ever experienced that? And it's like you got to play a little bit of a part along their journey. You know, like Paul says, I I planted, Apollos watered, but God bring the increase. It's like when you get to be a part of that, when you get to plant some seeds or see people take, take a step towards Christ, do you know how fulfilling that is? Do you know how rewarding that is? It's like a joy that I can't explain that I don't get out the footy. It's a joy I've seen people take that next step towards God. I get to take part and be a part of it. Can we pray? God, I just pray for you, church, right now. God, I just pray, Lord, that we would understand that if we're on your team, that your team wins. And God, I just pray right now across this auditorium. God, if there's anyone here and tonight is their opportunity to be made right with you, to join your team, to start a brand new start, to start a relationship with you, Jesus, I just pray right now you would impress on their heart, Lord. Lord, that right now, Lord, that you would show them, Lord, that this is you calling them that this isn't Caleb with a microphone on a stage, but this is the Holy Spirit prompting and leading and guiding them. God, I just wonder if there's anyone here, Lord, that is their day of salvation. So right now, where every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I just wonder if you're here and you want to take this opportunity to say, hey, Caleb, that's me. I want to be made right. I want to know what it is to feel forgiven. I want to know what it is to have hope for tomorrow. I want to know what it's like to be set free. Because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So if that's you and you want to make a decision tonight for Jesus, you want to say yes to this brand new start, I'm going to ask you right now to be bold and to lift your hand and say, Caleb, that's me. And I will pray with you. So where are you tonight? No one's looking around. It's just me. Who here tonight says, Caleb, that's me. I want to pray this prayer. Can you pray with me? Can you lead me? I want to know what it's like to feel forgiven. I want to know what it's like to have a brand new start in you. Where are you? Anyone? 
Fantastic. Put your hands up if that's you. Awesome. Thank you. I'm going to hand back to Poppy. Amen. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.